Hello. Well, grab your Bible. Turn to John chapter 14. We're going to look at Jesus's words that are spirit and life. It seems there are a million views on what is going to happen this next year. Different people have said different things and if I'm realizing anything, I'm realizing that it, it's more important that we look up than we try to see what's ahead. Does that make sense to you? Prophetic things most of the time are trying to find out what's, what's coming, but I think it's better to look at the coming one. I think our eyes need to be taking love glances to the clouds, hoping that they'll split open and his beautiful face will come through. Because soon the night like noon and our hearts will swoon at the coming of the bridegroom. High he shall split the sky and with him in sight we shall worship in white. Praise God. If you see the world getting darker, know this, as the world goes, Christ comes. Praise God. To me, I find the more my eyes look to his return, the more my feet are removed from the soil of this earth. I'll start with a quote from Brother Lawrence from his classic work, The Practice of the Presence of God. He said, I do not know what the future holds, but I'm so serene, it doesn't even matter. I wonder if we would recognize that that serenity, that peace, that heavenly tranquility can so set itself up on the inside that no matter what happens on the fringes of your life, no matter what happens on the outside, it can't touch the rest that is in the yoke of your being. I believe that's exactly what Jesus is saying in this chapter, John 14. I once was in, uh, in London and I met this old man who knew some of my heroes. He knew Leonard Ravenhill and G. Campbell Morgan, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones. I asked him different questions about them and finally I came to my last question and I said to him, out of all these guys, out of all these preachers that you have met, which one carried the presence of God like no other? He said, that's very easy. He said, it's Corey Tin Boom. And I, I, I thought to myself, wow. He says, when she was with you, it was as if somebody was standing behind her. I say that to say, that woman, Corey Tin Boom, who went through so much in her life, she said this quote, somebody who carried and walked in the presence of God, she said, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look at yourself, you'll be depressed. But if you look at God, you'll be at rest. 
I just want to speak to you today uh, as the first service of the new year. And I want to tell you, we can trust our God. I don't know what's coming, but I can have serenity so deep in the presence of the Spirit that it doesn't even matter. We can have comfort in chaos, it seems. John 14, verse 1, Jesus says, do not let your heart be troubled. Stop right there. Do not let your heart be troubled. In verse 27, 27 verses later, he says it again. Do not let your heart be troubled. Bookends, these are. We read words that are so aromatic that it renders the soul spellbound. We read these words in between, do not let your heart be troubled, and do not let your heart be troubled. We read these red letters and they detach the soul from the earth and cause it to live in that suspended state above this grim age. We find in these red letters of the, the spirit and life voice of Christ, we find melody in his voice, a tone, a hymn, a tone, a song when I see you, for you are the theme of every dream I ever knew, Jesus. As you listen to his words here, we see that he wants to lift the soul up and out from the oppressions of this lower world. And so he says this, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Man, to me, this touches something that I feel needs to be revived constantly in me. To believe in my God is so much more than just to say I believe in God. To believe in my God means that I look at his self-disclosure. That's what the scriptures are, God's self-disclosure of himself. And I see what it says about him. I see what he reveals of himself. And that in and of itself should cause praise to erupt from my heart. You know, praise is a result. <laughs> praise happens to you. Praise isn't something you do near as much as it is as something that happens to you. When you begin to meditate upon your God and you think of what he says to us about himself and his sovereignty and his power, your heart begins to say, oh, blessed be the name of the Lord our God. It begins to happen on the inside, an eruption on the inside. If you just set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, praise God. Jesus says, do not let your heart be troubled, but believe in God. He's saying, trust God. The very first thing that he says in this beautiful, almost rose petal laying text, the first thing is this, trust your God. Because nothing else can begin until this is established. Lord, I trust you. It's this trust in God that is refusing heart disruptions. When Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled, but believe in God, he's speaking specifically about the yoke, the internal, immaterial center of your being. Don't let it get jarred. As a matter of fact, when he says the word troubled, 
I tried to find out what he meant when he said troubled, so I found somewhere else in the Bible that very same word is used, and it's in the pool of Bethesda where the waters would be stirred up by an angel, and then they would rush in and be healed by those waters. But the waters being agitated is the very same word that Jesus says, don't let your heart be agitated. Don't let the inside of you get shaken, moved. We must give Christ the possession of our hearts even when we can keep nothing in our possession. So Jesus says, don't let your heart get agitated. Think about it like this. The imagery is beautiful with the pool. If the pool is still, it reflects the image of what's above it. But the moment that it gets agitated, it cannot reflect the image of what is above it. And this is why it's so important that our hearts hear these words that Jesus says, do not let your heart, the yoke of your being, get agitated because you won't be able to reflect the image of him who's above you if you do that. <clears throat> Jesus seems to think that trouble in the heart is preventable. Jesus seems to think that if we fill our hearts with trust, there'll be no space for anything but heavenly tranquility. If we put our hearts directly upon God, we'll begin to see that everything is settled in him. You know, everything about you is cosmetic to your heart. Did you know that? Yes. Everything you say, everything you think, everything you do, it's coming forth from your heart. So don't let your heart be troubled, but let that heart trust in your God. It's so important because I find in my own life that without trust in my God, I'm a, I'm a mess. I'm dismantle myself. I'm, I'm literally like a, uh, I'm disintegrating. That's what it feels like. But when I put trust in my God, something begins to take place on the inside of me and I begin to see him and I begin to let what I recognize of him in the scriptures move my soul into a place of rest that says this is my God and he is all supreme and he is all sufficient and his beauty is irresistible. You see, if you just look at what the scripture says about God, I mean, if Jesus is saying do not let your heart be troubled, but trust in your God. Then you got to think about what your God is in order to put your trust in him. You set your mind on what he says of himself in the scriptures. He tells us that he is, he is working all things after the counsel of his own will. The scripture tells us all things are his servants. The scripture tells us his sovereignty rules over all. The scriptures tell us he sits in the heavens and does whatever he pleases. Who is this? This is your God, high above all. He who is here now, he walks on the wind and he rides on the clouds. He makes the grass to grow and he feeds all the cows. <laughs> Praise God. Our God, he measured the earth. He stretched out the sky. He even laid the foundations of heaven on high. God tells Job that he shuts the sea in with doors and that he makes boundaries that the waters cannot pass. He tells Job that he lifts the sun in the morning and he lights the moon at night. He paints the clouds with his fingers and he strolls the recesses of the ocean. 
Who is this king of glory? Who is this who holds the wind in his fist? <laughs> Praise God. Oh, let your mind go up into the heights of what your God is, who he says he is, and trust him there. Praise God. He, the scriptures tell us that he made, the, listen to this, he made the gates of death, and he alone can see inside of their darkness. He puts the snow in storage. What is this? <laughs> he, he holds hail and releases it in a timed release, he tells Job. He's called the father of rain, dew, and sleet. This is just, it moves my heart. Could it be that every raindrop hits its appointed target and then he throws lightning bolts wherever he pleases? Could it be? Our scriptures tell us so and we can trust our God. The scriptures tell us that he puts understanding in men's hearts, wisdom in their minds. He tells Job that he can tighten and loosen the constellations. And then he says, and yet I guide the bear with her cubs. He's, the scripture says that he hunts through the lion and he tells the lion to wait in the thicket. He gives flight to the eagle and he tightens the clam. He puts your tears in a bottle and he writes your name on his hand. I just want to say to you today, let we... We got to trust who he says he is and not have such a low view of God, but go up with him the way his words want to lift us up and out of this lower existence and go up with him into these high thoughts of a great God that his greatness is unsearchable and his wisdom can't even be scrutinized. You can't even find out his wisdom. Praise God, and he's yours. He's your God, and yet we get... Worried if, about it, paying a ticket. We get worried about where the, our next check is going to come from. Listen, you, you don't have to worry. As a matter of fact, it's almost an assault on God's character to worry. We, when we realize who God tells us that he is and the greatness and the grandeur and the majesty of who God, what God is, that in and of itself shows us that worry is the seed of atheism. We got to trust our God. He is worthy of trust. You can trust him. And if you do, your heart will be whole and your heart will be settled and at peace and at rest. I wrote this quote down from Francis de Sales. He said, Never do anything in a hurry. Do it all in a quiet and a calm spirit. Do not lose your inner peace for anything whatsoever, even if your whole world is upset. For what is anything compared to Jesus? Whatever is happening in your life, just put it next to this beautiful face of Christ. The interesting thing is Jesus says, believe in God. And then he says, but believe also in me. That's funny, isn't it? He is God. Why make a distinction? Because he's trying to show you something. God is grand. God is vast. God is unsearchable. God is beyond comprehension. 
but then he says, I'm in front of you. You can see me, I'm a human being, I'm God in a man. I made myself apprehendable, touchable, seeable for you. Yes, believe in the grandness of God, but believe in the meekness of Jesus. Yes, believe in the, the vastness of your God, but then look and watch him blink and breathe. Praise God. You know, when Thomas doubts that Jesus is actually risen from the dead, you know, Jesus doesn't punch him. He doesn't curse at him. You know what he says? He says, see me, touch me. In other words, he's saying, I want to expel your doubt with a deeper experience of me. See me, touch me. I just wonder if, I just wonder if, uh, If you'll go with me this year up into the heights of trusting God beyond what I've ever known before. I want to trust my God. I told God the other day, I said, Lord, I want to see you as you really are, even if I'm disappointed. <laughs> the only thing that would be disappointed is what I created that wasn't real. <laughs> so... <clears throat> This God of ours, man, he's just incredible. He flung the stars, those heavenly flames. He counts their numbers and knows their names. Jesus says, also believe in me. But look what the next thing he says is, and there's so many here. I encourage you to read this on, uh, when, when you're home. Read what's between, do not let your heart be troubled, and do not let your heart be troubled, between verse 1 and verse 27, and see the list of things that Jesus begins to say. That is the very thing you put your trust in in order to have your heart remain in rest. Whatever Jesus says to you, he gives you the means to be able to fulfill it. This is how he is. So if he says, do not let your heart be troubled, his next words are telling you how to do that. And it's believe in your God first. Believe also in Christ that you can see him. But look at the next thing he says, in my father's house are many mansions. He actually creates this, this, this place for you to be able to live with him forever. I want to pull our eyes to the fact that we will live with Jesus forever. If we, if he is, if there's nothing comparable with him in our lives, then there's nothing comparable to being with him forever. Let this come into our lives this year in a way beyond what it has yet, that we will live with him forever. Oh, happy band of pilgrims, lift your eyes to the sky where such a light affliction shall win so great a prize. We put our eyes up. We set our minds above with him. But sometimes we're so focused on ourselves. We, we, we even like make everything about us instead of recognizing the vastness and grandness of our God and the meekness and tenderness of our Christ and looking to a world to come. We are like a bride who's absent at the altar because she is busy looking at herself in the mirror. I just, I feel in my heart. I'll say this, I don't know what's coming, but I know who God is. I don't know what I'm gonna need, but I have Jesus. 
I don't know where we're going to end up. Some of us in this room may be in jail next year. But if you have Jesus, you have peace that can't be touched. You have joy unspeakable and full of glory. There's an old hymn. There's an old hymn that says at the, in the last stanza, it says, peace, perfect peace, a future all unknown. But Jesus, we believe, and he is on his throne. Rain, sleet, or snow. His hair is wool and his eyes glow. And that's enough to take away my attention from all other things. Are you with me? Let's do this. Just stand to your feet. Let's make a decision together as a church that we will reject heart disruptions by remembering our God. We will reject agitation in the yoke of our being by trusting in the tender Christ. It's funny, in verse nine, Jesus says to Philip, and how scary this is, he says, have I been with you so long, Philip, and you still do not know me? It is possible to be serving in the church, be in Christ's presence, hear all Christ's sermons, and still don't even know him. But to come to know God, Jesus actually says to him, do you not believe the words that I've spoken? It is faith in Jesus and what he has said that causes us to know God. Until we abandon everything and say, I believe you and I believe your word, we do not yet cross into that wonder of knowing God. So put your hand on your heart, say this with me. Say, Jesus, I refuse trouble in my heart by lifting my eyes to look at you, to see your glory, your splendor and your majesty. I worship you. I praise you. Yeah, just lift your hands and begin to just worship the Lord. We're finished. Just open your mouth and let, just let up that, that river, that river on the inside. That river on the inside. Go ahead, open your mouth. Oh, oh, oh. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, God. Praise you. Your goodness overwhelms me. Sing. Your presence. Sing. Satisfies my soul. You fill me.
to overflowing life, you're beautiful, mm-hmm. Lord, you're beautiful, come on, open your mouth and just sing, oh yeah, you're your presence Lord I just love to sing to you because you are worthy and you are lovely there's no one else like you there's none more beautiful there's none more precious and holy you are yes you are yes you are yes you are You give flight to the eagle and you tighten the clam. (laughs) You put my tears in a bottle. You write my name on your hand. You write my name on your hand. You write my name on your hand. Yes, you do. (laughs) I can't believe you do, but you write my name on your hand. My name on your hand. Oh, just a minute more. Let's just get lost just for another minute. I just love your presence. I just love your presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Jesus, you're the lover of my soul. Jesus, I will never let you go. You've taken me, you have, from my clay. Set my feet upon a rock, and now I know. Though my world may fall, I'll never let you, my Savior, my, my closest friend. I worship you. Come on, sing Jesus. And Jesus. 